Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fresher and Parland Show, episode number 35. Woo, 35! I am Fresher. I'm oh, no, Parland. I'm Fresher. What are you talking about? I am I'm Parland. Fresh. I am Parland. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we're, you were mentioning, too, where the, was it uh, 10,000 hours watched or minutes or something? 10,000 minutes watched, almost. Yes. Close. We're close. You know, keep watching. Keep watching, everyone. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, for keep watching. I got a, I was just doing some um, sh- shuffling on my thing shuffle, here. Shuffle around. Shuffling, shuffling. Yes. Um, so sorry. we should just jump right into you were saying that uh, the John Oliver show totally copied our logo. They totally did copy our logo. Let me. Oh, my let me gosh. Bring... I hadn't seen it until you brought it up, but... Man, we were totally first because this show's not even out yet. I know. Here's the here's the logo. Let me see if it works. Let me see. Oh wait, that's, oh, that's terrible. Pixelated. That's terrible. But that's terrible. All right. But, <laughs> it looks like that, but better. Yeah. Basically, the whole you know all caps, skinny letters in a box, aligned one letter per thing. I mean, not that that's a super unique way to do stuff, but man, and, oh yeah, it has a black box around it too. People yeah. are gonna think we copied him. The, we were here first, and we have proof. Seriously, because he didn't start till the new year. We started before the new year. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, eat it, just eat, it, over. eat it, eat it, eat it. If nothing else, I do feel uh, like it was a good design. Because if we came up with them independently, I mean, pers- I designed that personally, so that makes me think like. Cool. It was at least a good design. Way to go, Fresher. <laughs> Way to go, Fresher, and you suck, John Oliver. Actually, I like I like that show, but whatever. I know it is a good show. So uh, no Aurora Borealis. Yeah, that was disappointing. I mean, it was so much hype. I was pretty psyched. I, I was. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. But what apparently what happened was the um, the the peak of it or whatever, like the the. The high yeah. levels it of... It was in the day or something? It happened, yeah, it happened like 4 p.m. our time. So I think people in like Maine and stuff and New Hampshire saw it. Oh, yeah. But we didn't get to see it. So it was a complete, <gasps> complete suck fest. Stupid Maine. Yeah, stupid Maine. Also, uh, I have a, a bunch of shout-outs this week. Oh, this is, it's like shout-out central. Yeah, this is shout-out central. But before wait, we wait. do that, we have to do some other stuff. Um, wow. I, I'm um, trying to think of some shout-outs. I don't have any. Well, I mean, we both have one shout-out, but no, what I was going to say is if uh, we don't have any viewers right now, at least that I'm aware of, if you do want to uh, reach out to us, uh, you have a comment or a concern about the show, uh, feel free to reach out at, at @freshandpar on Twitter. Mr. Fresher yes. over there is our Twitter extraordinaire. I got, will... it. I, got, I got it up right here on my screens. Yeah, I think our number one fan, Tom Brew, is actually not available this week because he's doing some sort of five-day hike through the woods. So um, that's, that's the... impressive, then. It's impressive. Oh, we do have a viewer, so I take that back. I take that back. We have a viewer. <laughs> um, I like how talking about viewers doesn't matter at all for watching afterwards. I know. Yeah. It's true. You should be like, oh, we have like 20 viewers right now. This is awesome. Yeah. Doesn't well, no, it's it's important because if they watch the sh- here's the thing. This is what the way I feel about it is that if they watch a la- a later broadcast of it, they're gonna disagree with ninety percent of the things I say for sure, and at least twenty percent of the things you say. They should yeah. want to be heard. So if you want to 
call us out on our on my stupidity. Yeah, or just tweet it afterwards. After the fact, we're watching. We are watching. So my first shout out is. Oh, um, speaking of tie-in, tie-in. Speaking of shout-outs, I oh wait, I listened to the podcast that you were on. Is that what you're gonna say? No. I wasn't oh. going to say that. I was going to lead into that, but I'm, I was actually going to say my dog Merlin's birthday is today. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Merlin. Merlin. Happy birthday. Merlin, say hi to everyone. This is a big deal for Merlin. Well, how, old is, Merlin. how old is he? He's six years old. Six years? Yeah. How many dog years is that? Like 42. Damn. Dog years are dumb. Dog years are dumb. Merlin, <laughs> how do you feel about your birthday? I feel pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Do you have any other things you want to tell us? Not really. Can you give me some food? There. All right. Thank you, Merlin. Happy birthday, buddy. I think he also wanted to say he wants to poop. Uh, he already did that twice. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to do it more. So most likely Merlin will be sitting on my lap all of the show. So at some point there's going to be a, a special place. there's going to be a donger um from my my door, and then I know for a fact he's going to freak out. So we may have a stall where I have to let him loose so he could run and see my. Lovely wife. Um, and then uh, uh, the other shout-out is uh, uh, we had a, a uh, both mutual acquaintance, a fresher and parlance acquaintance, get married yeah. on Friday. Congratulations. Yep, so we got to give a, a, a congratulations to uh, to our friend Sally. To Sally. Congratulations. Woo, weddings. Sally and Ben. Plus, waiting. it was a great reception. Yep, great, great show, great, great times. Congratulations. We're all so proud of you. Way to go. You did it. You got married. Marriage is... <laughs> and then uh, lastly, uh, I was on a podcast this uh, this week. It actually came out today. That's what I was alluding to. And uh, that is uh, the Prodigal Sons podcast. That was their episode number 51. They're going towards their year anniversary next week. That's pretty good. We're, so we're feel, shooting for it. We haven't got yeah. there yet. Um, they uh, they had me fill in for one of their hosts who's been kind of missing in action. And uh, I give a rendition of one of my classic stories, which I've never told on here because this show is Colleen. And that show is <laughs> Relatively, yeah. Yeah, so that show's a little bit more dirty. So uh, if you want to hear, probably... I've, I sent it around to a couple people... And uh, I think they're getting a parlance bump right now. Um, the, the PB. Yeah. You can uh, go to prodigalsonspodcast.com or you can... It's or the, the fat bump. The fat, the fat bump. That's right. The fat bump. Yep. Uh, Fresher just learned he had a, a feud going on with one of the hosts that I he know. had no idea Was about. it Adam? Yeah, Adam. Oof, you Adam! <laughs> so that's Prodigal Sons that's Podcast. You better get there fast because I think they're going to rebrand after 52. So you oh, really? Just, yeah. Um, and then uh, and then lastly, I just wanted to clarify a statement I made on that show uh, uh, because I said I don't listen to a podcast, which was untrue. I was not. I do listen to Dad Distractions, and uh, which is another podcast. Um, and Brian, uh, who is uh, who actually guest hosted on this show, um, I was a little more callous than I should have been. So uh, there's a couple of friends who have podcasts, Longbox Heroes, and uh, Dad Distractions. You can check those out. 
Uh, the, I, I'm trying to remember the uh, the URL for Longbox Heroes, but you could uh, you could find that. Just do a Google search, Longbox Heroes. I think they have something like a a whole slew of um, episodes in the can. Just look it up, Longbox Heroes and Deadstractions. Great, great, uh, great podcast. If you like comic books, if you have anything, any interest in comic books, uh, go over there, check it out, Longbox Heroes. It's hosted by my good friend Leonard F. Chikarson, who's also a uh, color ring announcer for uh, Chikara Wrestling and um, this wrestling. Is a theme is... dropping all over the place. Yeah, wrestling is fun. So if you like wrestling and comic books, you should. Did check we it have out. a tie-in to the wrestling thing last week? What did we? I mean, you were. I was saying something about him. Like, actually, my friend produces that or something. Yeah, that's him. That's yeah, I know. What was the What was the thing? I forgot. He doesn't produce it. He uh, he's just like one of the people that works on the show. It's, yeah, and it is Longbox Heroes, and that could be that's longboxheroes.com. Longboxheroes.com. Yeah, and they have a pretty they have a pretty they have a pretty good website. FYI, it's a pretty good website, and they have T-shirts. So good for them. That's cool. I was going to say we did get some tweets from uh, Morgan that um it was a huge letdown that the didn't see the Northern Lights. She was she agreed with that, and also Good. wanted to inform us that she is our one viewer that's uh, out of the twenty that I mentioned that's uh, watching right now. Thank you for thank you for watching. I appreciate your tweets and your commitment to this lovely broadcast. And this is episode thirty-five, so this is the episode that runs for president. Our first number of the year. This is our presidential episode. So this is this is our presidential. Oh, we need a graphic. I know. I, what's the most presidential sound on here? Maybe this one. <laughs> that's definitely presidential. Um, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been calling it the presidential episode. I guess I didn't tell you I was calling that, but on our social media and stuff, I've been calling it our presidential episode. That's cool. I know. I should like read that. <laughs> it represents me too. If they're just so good. I, I trust your, uh, your writing of the, our blurbs. So, uh, lastly, uh, I want to say that I finished, and I've talked about it uh, a number of times on this podcast, and I finally finished the... Which podcast? Or whatever, this YouTube show. I'm sorry. I'm so just, much just saying. It's a, it's a YouTube show. It's a YouTube show. You're right. <laughs> I shouldn't have said podcast. I'm having podcasts on my brain. <laughs> um, and uh, I just finished watching the, the series finale of Extent, or Extent. The, the Halle Berry TV show on CBS. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty good. I don't want to give oh, any spo- spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. It just aired last night, so that would be unfair to me, uh, to our, our viewers, to to ruin it. But I was, uh, I'm curious to see if they're going to do a season two and what they're going to do with the season two. Do you think it was good enough to warrant a season two? I do. I do think it was good enough to season warrant a season Interesting. two. I mean, if I Under Under the Dome could get a season two for a summer show, then Extent could get a season two. Oh, yeah, Under the Dome, I heard, wasn't that cool. I don't mind it. It's not too many good shows on... It doesn't seem like there's anywhere they can go with it, I guess, even though I didn't watch it, so... Well, there's nowhere they can go because they're under a dome. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's I don't know what story stuff they'd, they'd have. Or what about the, the, uh, the Leftovers? Is that going to be continued? I don't know. I stopped watching it after episode four. I feel like I need to get back into it. Oh, yeah. So many shows. 
Well, the leftovers, I, it's it's super slow. Yeah, I just want the regular shows like Modern Family and Parks and Rec and all that stuff to be up again. Uh, yeah, that'll be soon, very soon. I know. I'm excited because then I'll actually like have a wanting to watch stuff on a regular basis schedule again. So and uh, not to mention Game of Thrones, but that's I, a little longer. That's like May or April of 2015. Uh, you got a ways forever. to go for that. Yeah. So I think it's time to plug our swag. Oh yeah, we could plug our swag. Yeah. So, so, I, so I drew some stuff on my 3D printer. We have some swag. There's these. Uh, we have these Freshroom Parland. I guess desk ornaments, I might call them, that's being eye-patched. And uh, should email, and uh, maybe I can print one up and uh, give them some lucky folks. Yeah, so if you want a Fresher and Parlance... Um, desk ornament. Desk <laughs> ornament, yes. I don't know what it would be called. <laughs> um, it's like a paperweight. If the... Except for it's not heavy enough to weight paper. Yeah, so actually the paper would actually probably weight down that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. How should we? How should we pick the people who, uh, who get? Just the... email us because no one's ever emailed us. Oh, that's true. So <laughs> maybe uh, we should do. We should use the other email. It's um, the show at freshermparlance.com. There you go. Should email it. So I put it. It's uh, it's up on the screen over here. Except for no, it's not. It's not going to be there. <laughs> and we'll get back to you. We will get or back tweet. to you. I mean, really, just anyway. I mean, Facebook, Twitter. Just sh shout out to us. <laughs> we want shout outs. <laughs> um, so how was your week, Mr. Fresher? My week was all right. I'm trying to think of a... It wasn't particularly eventful. I worked on that... 3D printer stuff a bunch. I made some other things too. I just like practiced drawing things to print because it takes some effort. I went to, there's a new Korean barbecue place on Capitol Hill that just opened I think last week and that was pretty uh, pretty cool. It was a, It's like really stylized. It's a pretty awesome place to just be opening. I think it's going to be popular. But um, yeah, that's uh, probably the main things. I just got also, the uh, Google Cardboard, that's exciting. It's the thing, it's basically the Oculus Rift, except for, for your phone, and you just, like, put your phone in it like that, and then it like, tr makes your screen into, like, you know, a viewer thing, but it's, Bring like, all show, Pull it down a little bit, pull it down a little bit, because you were kind of out of the screen there. What? No, I was, like, in the middle, like... No, keep going, uh, is it? All right. Right yeah. There. yeah, I mean, it has the eye patch on it. But yeah, no, it's pretty cool because, like, the Oculus Rift is basically just this, a smartphone screen with the lenses. So, uh, by the way, I could see you've been using it a lot because there's, like, a sweat stain on the well, cardboard. I, I got it, like, two hours ago, so, I mean, I was playing tennis, so maybe I'm a little sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty much just these lenses. You can get this whole thing on Amazon for, I think, $19. And then it works with, like, I think five or six different smartphones, the newer ones. And they have a whole SDK, so you can... There's a bunch of open-source stuff that uses, like, 3D, and you can look around. It's pretty awesome. So uh, this is a... This is a Peter... This is a new one. Peter 3D Tips. Peter Carbon oh, yeah, 3D, 3D Tips. tips. Yeah. 
don't play tennis before you use the cardboard um, 3D it's device. Not, it's not, it doesn't ruin it. It just, like, looks weird. I need to get, like, better because uh, I want, like, to cover the outside more so it's darker. I kind of want to... Don't... Could you get, like, a thing that holds it on your head? Yeah, I know. That's the other thing this one doesn't have. But it has a button on the side, so, like, it's kind of... It's kind of like looking in one of those things underwater, so you can hold it while you're looking around. But, um... Yeah, it has a rubber band. I'm not actually sure what the rubber band's for. So... Probably to put it around your head. Yeah. Have you ever got... Here's the thing with rubber bands. It gets in your hair, and then it rolls up. That's oh, yeah, it sucks. I hate that. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. But, um... I think that's all I, all I really got for stuff going on this week. All right, so let's uh, move right into the news of the week, which uh, oh this is a... I, I'm creating a new segment. Really? Yeah. World War E. World War E. Oh, yeah! World War E! Yeah. So this is where we discuss the latest happenings um, in the Ebola crisis. <laughs> it's, I still... I mean news and whatever, but it, I, it doesn't seem that drastic to me, personally. Okay, but. well, I mean, let's... Uh, so I'm, I'm going to reference two specific articles. One that came out about four days ago that was uh, about the mathematics of Ebola. And they were, if you, have you ever seen the uh, film Contagion? No. I know there's a game that, though. Okay, like, so there was... Have you heard of the R-naught or the reproductive number, do you know what that is? No. So a R, or an R-naught, is the reproductive number of, of, a, of a disease or a virus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if it's one, that means if for every one person infected, they average one other person gets infected from that infection. Yeah, so what is the number for this one? So they're saying right now that they think that this Ebola virus right now is roughly between a one and a two. Oh, yeah, so it's just, like, basically sustaining itself. No, well, if it's two, that means it doubles. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's That's between one and two, it's basically sustaining itself. So they don't, yeah, exactly. So it's not going to burn out. If it's less than one, that means it burns out. Yeah. However, because they don't know exactly how many cases there are, if there is an R2, and it happens to hit a large city um, in one of in Liberia or Guinea or Sierra Leone, there could be upwards of, uh, oh, I forget the exact number here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my God, I'm trying to find it. But it was essentially a, a, a million people or something like that in like a, by the end of the year. Uh, the worst-case hypothetical scenario, should the outbreak continue... Oh, advertising. With recent trends, the case burden could gain an additional 77,000 to 277,000 cases by the end of 2014. That's what the number is. However, oh yeah, all right, hmm. Well, if it's a 50% mortality rate at 277,000, that's, that's like 130,000 people. You're still humming about that? That's terrible. Okay. 100,000? 150,000 people would be dead. Or like two hundred thousand, I guess. Well, if it's fifty percent mortality rate and it's it's two hundred seventy-seven thousand people get infected at right now by the end of the year, that would be uh yeah one hundred like months. thirty some thousand people dead because it's a fifty percent mortality rate. However, that is not the most alarming thing. 
of this. I thought they... I think the worst thing that I've heard out of it so far. I mean, it sucks that it's in Africa where it's all crazy, anyways. But that those people like totally like raided the the hospital that was like holding these people, trying to say that they're helping them, but just stealing all the equipment. That kind of thing's messed up. Wait, hold up. We're, that's like that's old news. Here's what that is old news. But I just yeah. stuff's crazy. Here's a new. Here's here's the crazy news. Um, there are two possible out, uh, future chapters to this story that should be kept that should keep us up at night. The first possibility is that the Ebola virus spreads from West Africa to megacities and other regions of the developing world. This outbreak is very different from the uh, the 19 that have occurred in Africa over the past 40 years. It's much easier to control Ebola infection in isolated villages, but there has been 300% increase in Africa's population over the last four decades, much of it in large city slums. That's bad. Yeah. Second one. The second possibility... Oh my gosh. It looks like Ebola got uh, parlance. <laughs> Ebola's got parlance's internet. It's ridiculous. But um, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, he's back. Yeah. I thought that. I thought Ebola got you. I thought Ebola got you. I thought. Yeah. World War E. I'm sorry. So, uh, essentially, the where was I? An Ebola virus could mutate to become transmissible through air viruses. That would be crazy. Like Ebola, are notorious sloppy and replicating, meaning the virus entering one person may be genetically different from the virus entering the next. The current Ebola virus hyperevolution is unprecedented. There has been more human-to-human -human transmission in the hype in the past four months than most likely occurred in the last 500 to 1,000 years. So more transmission in the last month for Ebola than the last 1,000 years. That that's crazy. crazy. Okay, that's that's my World War E update, but I have one more Ebola update. The blood thing, yeah. is that it? Yeah, the yeah, blood yeah. That's kind of crazy, but that's cool. That sounds good. No, it's not good. I mean, it sounds like people who survive, like, their blood maybe can help people. Well, here's the thing. If it was done in the appropriate way, like, for instance, in a modern medical facility, yeah, that would be a good thing. But this is not. This is just a black market of survivor's blood. And the... Uh, so basically, if you survive, you're not going to survive because they're going to kill you for your blood? No, it's even worse because you know what else they have a lot of in Africa? What? AIDS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so then they're going to spread AIDS, too. They're just going to start and hepatitis C and hepatitis B, all that shit. I know, that's crazy. So, Africa has, like, all the diseases. Yeah, so essentially there's a black market for um, uh, people who survived where they're trying to infuse it to other people, but it's completely, it's completely black market. Yeah, it's crazy. So that ends my uh, Parlantha's World War E segment. World War E. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. We do. We, we should have a sound effect for this. Don't you think? Out of the, like, ten that they have on this Google Hangouts thing. No, World Yeah, it should be like, um... Oh, no, what? it should be this one. Yes! That's it. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay, you gotta do it again. World War E. That's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, no. Yes, stuff. Moving on to, um, I mean, my type of news, uh, space stuff. I had a couple pointers for that, too. Like, uh, on a more optimistic, you know, humanity-type note. <laughs> uh, they successfully rebooted the Opportunity rover that I was talking about last week. 
and they started driving that on Mars. Um, I think they're going to another spot where they think that it's clay or something, and they were going to check it out. So, um, I mean, that's exciting. That worked. It's crazy they can, like, totally do a whole reformat of a uh, roving robot. It's just crazy it's been going for, like, ten years. Like, having a remote control car that runs for ten years, like, by itself, without anyone doing anything to it, that's just impressive by itself. I but then it's on another planet. Wait, hold on. I think if NASA get made, like, a RC Pro-Am, whatever, like, car that was in retail, I bet you it could, it could last for ten years. Well, I mean, it did, and it's on Mars. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, you would never make something that, like... I don't know. I think that's cool. But, uh... And also, I was reading this stuff, because they're doing this, um... Experiments for, uh... For flames in space. And I guess in, in space at zero gravity, flames, like, burn a lot longer and use a lot less oxygen. But also, since there's nothing, um... Like pulling it up, like, to go away from gravity or whatever. It just makes, like, a crazy ball with the center where the fuel is, and then it has little spots that, like, burn, like, inside of it from the stuff that it's, like, uh, exerting, like, the, the ash and everything. Exactly. And so, like, um, those spots get kind of, like, messed up in the ball or whatever, but it's totally like a jellyfish. It's, like, so it puffs out, like, as it's going out when the ash is in the middle of it, and, like blobs around to find more oxygen and stuff like that, too. And it was pretty crazy, like, a good description. Like, if you were to describe fire, especially in space, um, it totally sounds like it's something that's alive, because... Um, it's a movie. It's trying to find oxygen. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it swirls around. It reproduces. It consumes matter. It produces waste. It adapts to its environment. It needs oxygen to survive. It totally sounds like something that's alive. But, I mean, it's just, like, fire, and it has a whole bunch of new characteristics that we've never seen before because we haven't really experimented with it that much in um, zero gravity. But also and, from and the, the name of this side, program, for, by the way, is called Flex 2. Yeah, because it's for um, being able to control fires because if a fire breaks out in space, because it burns with less oxygen, it's a lot harder to put out. So they're trying to figure out all of the characteristics so they can... Uh, have a more effective way to be able to control fires in space. But I thought that was pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. So if you want to learn more about Flex2 product uh, and see the videos, it's pretty amazing. Um, there's a video, fizz.org has it. Just do Google search either for Flex-2, or which is short for Flame Extinguishment Experiment 2. Um, and there is a video of seeing, and they shut off the lights when they ignite the thing, and you can see these jellyfish-like fireballs uh, these that are with the little soot balls in the middle of it that uh, kind of, like, create these... Oh, it's amazing. They burn hotter, and they kind of, like, fly through the little yeah, bubble Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Fire. I mean, it, it totally looks like something that's alive. And I've... Like, it kind of seems like it with a fire... You know, it's pretty... You know, people have been amazed by it forever on Earth, just, like, looking into the fire and seeing all the flames dance and whatever. But in space, it's crazy. I never even thought it would be completely different. Yeah, because when we were camping, we liked to stare at that fire. Staring at fires, people love it. It's the whole thing. <laughs> Big thing. I mean, that's like 90% of camping is having a campfire. In the Prodigal Sons podcast this week, they talked about this one town that uh, caught on fire and, and kind of like almost burned half of the city to the ground because uh, people were just fascinated at watching the buildings burn that people forgot to call 911. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Speaking yeah. of fire and buildings burning down, 
This lava flow thing in Hawaii is crazy too. Have yeah, I, I did see that uh, based off your um, recommendation to check it out. It's pretty crazy. Um, it looks to me, because I actually watched today's video. Yeah, so it's a, it's a daily update. Like, this lava flow, it's like moving kind of into a city, but it's re moving really slowly, but they can't stop it. Like, it could just go over houses, but it could take like a month to get there. So if you go to... Um, do a, do a Google search on Big Island Video News. Actually, I think it's a Civil Defense Eruption Update. You could do that on YouTube. So you could YouTube Civil Defense Eruption Update, and there's a daily update which tracks this lava flow as it kind of works its way um, to, uh, I don't know how to say the city. It's P-A-A-P-A. But it's, it's literally going right through. Uh, uh, it's literally going right by a development right now, the Koei, Koei Homesteads. Um, but if you go to this uh, page, um, and you are on the Big Island Video News, or you watch the, the video itself, you will see they have trackers of the flow and how it's unpredictable because it could just stop one day and then the next day go 270 yards, or it could just like they don't they, they don't know exactly where this is going. And because this is uh, based off a of fissure that created, uh, it's going north by northeast, um, which normally that normally goes south, out away, so there's never been an, an issue for lava flow going this way, but now it's going this way, and they don't know what to do. Essentially, a town, this giant city is going to get maybe destroyed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's weird they can't stop it. They could, like, They'd have enough time to put, I don't know, like, can't, what can stop lava? It seems like something. I don't know. It said, it said that, um, there's like no good way to do it, according to that whole that uh, National Geographic article. Yeah. There's like no because what happens is it'll find some it'll go underground. Oh oh yeah, it can just burn through the ground. That's true. Because I was thinking you put concrete blocks or something, but yeah, lava man, lava. Yeah, it's a great soap though. True, it is a pretty good soap. Isn't that like they made the fastest car, didn't they, before? I think there was a faster one. Who, lava? Yeah, the lava soap. They're the ones who uh, sponsored that fastest car like in the 60s or 70s or something. I'm going to look it up right now. Lava soap fastest car. I've never heard that before. I'm pretty sure. I was at least under that uh, impression. No. I think it is. But I typed in lava and something popped up that said something about Minecraft, which... We should talk about that. Microsoft bought Minecraft this oh, week. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That is crazy. I'm wondering, like, I read a bunch of stuff about that, too. Like, um... Notch? He just freaking quit. He quit. He just said, F it. I'm out of here. I'm taking my I'm... billion dollars, and I'm just leaving. I know. But it's crazy, like... So they're not probably not going to change anything in the game, but, like, they basically bought the following because I guess the Minecraft followers are pretty much, like, the most, like, innovative or, I don't know, whatever, like, community of game players, because they just, like, build stuff. And, like, because that's, like, basically the whole game. And so, like, they have all these innovators who might be pissed that it's Microsoft, but, like, if they can get in on that, like, community, because it's, like, one of the biggest ones. That would be kind of cool. Have you ever... There's a website called TubeFilter, which one day I hope we, we're on the top of the charts for that. <laughs> yeah. um, it, essentially, it's, like, the YouTube, uh, like... Uh, like variety, where they talk about you know people who are really making a difference in the the world of YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, 
But I think if you look at like the top 100, um, yeah. the there is a significant lot of of people who do uh, Minecraft videos who make a lot of money. Yeah, no, my nephew, he just watches Minecraft videos like all the time. He's super into it. And that's the other thing. Like Minecraft is basically the generation of kids who are like ten, like you know, ten year olds, ten year olds or whatever. So like the, all those kids like grew up with Minecraft, and now Microsoft basically like you know has the rights to it, so they can like kind of manipulate like that generation, you know, to some extent if they wanted to. Like I guess that's probably their idea. But it is an interesting purchase because they're like the game is not. They're definitely buying the community and the name and everything more so than the game because they're not going to do anything with the game probably. I'm trying to see if I could find the um, the the top of who like gets the. So I, I can't I can't see it like oh yeah here number eighteen the diamond Minecraft has three hundred and eight has three hundred and eighty one thousand follow subscribers. And had 187 million streams last month. Yeah, that's that's July. crazy. We gotta get we gotta get a show up there. If Fresher and Parlance ever just got half of that, that would be amazing. Even a quarter of that. <laughs> if we got like 10 viewers, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that's not true. Last episode we had 16, 16. That 16. is true. That's cool. Yeah. I know. I mean, we're almost up to ten thousand hours. Or I know. Minutes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And we're, uh, I think, almost at a uh, thousand plays or something like that. So that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, uh, for thirty-three episodes or thirty-five episodes, that's pretty good. So, so I mean, that's like seven days straight of watching the Fresh Room Parlance show. Did you just do the math? I just did the math. Seven full days of fresher and parlance. Six point nine four days, yeah. That's amazing. Because even if you watched every episode thirty five for about it for the hour or whatever, yeah, if it's an hour. That's only that's not even a day. I know. Like, or it is a day. It's it's actually a day and a half, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if someone wanted to marathon watch our show, which I mean, I would. Uh, I would, yeah, people should do that, but I'm not sure it would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> for maybe for charity, maybe for charity. Yeah, for charity, <laughs> take donations ahead of time, and then like uh, you could have it based on how far you can get into marathon watching our show. I feel like you would know more. You would know me better than I know myself. <laughs> I know you could like data mine on the uh, nuances. I plan to do that in the future sometime. I'll marathon watch it. Maybe in 10 years or something. Yeah, I mean, why not? So We go back and, like, we're all going to be in our Ebola um, our Ebola domes to protect us. <laughs> and then I'll go back and like, man, that parlance, he had it down with that whole uh, uh, World War E. Dude, I called this, like, two months ago. I was on this thing. I said it was out of control. It's only going to get worse. It's true. I'm, I've been downplaying it. I mean, it's a big deal and stuff, but I don't know. It doesn't seem... Maybe I'm... I don't know. Maybe so, I'm just insensitive. Speaking of insensitive, um, did you see this story about Yelp? What, what's the story about Yelp? About... it's Okay, so for people who are like news junkies or maybe extreme Yelpers... Yeah. 
Well, did you know a court ruling ruled in favor 3-0, uh, like a federal court, that um, Yelp has the right to manipulate um, your views? You mean they can change, like, how many people it says that viewed it, or just, like, not let people see things? They essentially could change, they could just exclude reviews, positive and or negative, regardless, oh, yeah. and uh, at their whim. So essentially there was this court case, uh, of where it was like a class action where all these, it was in California, um, these San Francisco um, companies or restaurants were sued Yelp and they lost because a lot, well first off the, the thing was the saying, they were getting these crazy calls from Yelp saying, hey, you know, we could do stuff for you if you, you know, sponsor, you know, buy some ads on our site, yada, yada, yada. It's like uh, Yelp blackmail, basically? That's what they're calling it, Yelp, Yelp blackmail. And if they say no, their ranking would go down because they would have, like, positive reviews go away after they said no, and then they would buy the ads, and then the positive reviews would come back. Yeah, that is messed up. Yeah, but guess what? It's totally legal now. Here, here's the closing our, our, um This is from the sfgate.com. That's basically Yelp's, almost the same thing as net neutrality. Um, Yelp's ratings, based on reviews by members of the public, are within its discretion, Burzon said, a benefit the company chooses to provide. Because the company's ads have also have ads also have value, she said, any implicit threat by Yelp to remove positive reviews absent payment for advertising was not, quote, in parentheses, legally wrongful. So essentially, yeah. it's you could to, they could totally manipulate reviews, um, but morally, it's suspect. And by I know, the way, totally. and now I feel like I don't want to use Yelp. So I already didn't trust it. I feel like people who like do Yelp reviews, like I'll see how many there are, but usually the people are dumb who like because it's kind of hard to write reviews. Like you have to be an avid Yelper to have reviews on there, and I feel like those people usually I don't know if I agree with their type of review. So I do know an avid Yelper, um, but I don't. I won't get into to the specifics of it. But um, she does enjoy it a lot, and she takes her time out to review every single. Um, every. But, I mean, a lot of them will just be like, "Oh my god, I went to this restaurant and with my like six friends, and we couldn't get a table for like twenty minutes." Like, I know. Like it's dumb. Like of course you can't. Like you just walked into a restaurant like with six people. That's probably like really popular. Yes. Um, so I would also take this with TripAdvisor as well. Like same same shit. Take yeah, all reviews. With to, like, I feel like I mean it's kind of like useful, but you definitely can't take it at face value. That is correct. So in response to this um, ruling, there are there is one in one particular business um, in San Francisco that is right now essentially they have a campaign called Hate Us on Yelp. So yeah, oh yeah, I know. I thought that was pretty cool. So and like get the lowest because I have gone. We uh, found an Applebee's that was in Renton, and it was like the lowest rated like restaurant there because it had like one star or something. It was ridiculous with like a hundred reviews or something. So we went there just to see like how bad it would be, and it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> well, but, here's the thing. Chef and co-owner David Carantini and Michelle Massimo are veterans of the local dining scene, and they say their food is, has, is excellent, and they run a busy restaurant. 
According to Serentini, they simply grew tired of their constant advertising inquiries from Yelp and what he dubs blackmailing and review manipulation. Yeah. So they just now have an average. They just say, everyone, give us a one-star review, and if you give us a one-star review, you can get 25% off any pizza and a chance to win a cooking class. That's, like, that's pretty good. Like, they're definitely going to get a lot of reviews with that. Yeah, so they have some examples of the one-star reviews here. Um, yeah. here's, a, here's a one-star review. Upper crust pizza without the trip to Europe. You can imagine you're in the Spanish steppes in Rome, but look around, Paisano. Unless you like the classic architecture of the CVS or the lovely vistas of the storage unit across the street, don't come for the atmosphere. Pizza is where it's at. Take it and drive away. Fast. That's one of their one-star reviews. <laughs> That's pretty good. I really do enjoy, like, um, the fake uh, Amazon reviews and stuff. Those are super good. When you go to some ridiculous product. Oh, I know. Those are I feel, good. I feel like we should find some stupid Yelp reviews and read them on here, because that would be a funny, a funny segment. Would, I mean, the Amazon ones is better, but yeah. All right, fine. Be and then let's do that. Amazon. Poor, bad Amazon reviews. Also, I was going to say that uh, Jared tweeted us. He said, uh, talk to me when you're on eve of your 52nd show, because <laughs> we're not there yet. Oh, but, I mean, yeah, so? I know. To, yeah, big deal, dude. Yeah, we're on the presidential episode. We're on presidential episode. Where are you? Did you run? You didn't run. We ran. <laughs> it was last term. Yeah, I and Jared, who won that by the way, Jared is uh is co is yeah he's obviously the the host of the Prodigal Sons podcast. And by the way, you got the par fresh and par bump. Yeah, fresh and par. It's not. Hey, when is uh Colbert's show start? Like. Is he hosting the uh, late night yet or whatever? No, not yet. I think that's next year. Oh yeah, because it's gonna. Be, I wonder what his. I want to see his final episode of the Colbert Report. It's probably gonna be crazy. It's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I, he'll probably create a name for it, like Colbertastic or something. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't watched it in a while, but do enjoy that show. I did see that uh, John Stewart's episodes are now available for free, regardless if you're a cable subscriber or not. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if that's always been the case, but... I think maybe. it's so dumb. I mean, it's classic, like, complainingness. But um, when you have cable, you still have to watch, like, so many ads. I feel like there's more... There's definitely more ads on cable streaming than there is on YouTube. And YouTube already has a considerable amount of ads. Well, uh, YouTube has a considerable amount of ads, but they, you can sometimes, you know, skip them. I know, you totally can't skip the other ones. And as we, as we experienced this week, um, when I was trying to show you the uh, the baby scene, the zombie baby scene oh, yeah, I know. in Z Nation, spoiler alert! <laughs> I know, we had to watch, like, seriously, 10 minutes of commercials. Zombie baby. I'm sorry. Zombie uh, baby. Yeah. Yeah, so we, I, I was like, oh, click here. I'm pretty sure it's in this segment. And it made you rewatch. It made you watch, like, what was it, eight ads in a row? Yeah, but so it was like three ad sections because you can see them on the little timeline. But then each ad section was like three ads. And so it like played all of them before you could get to your thing. Yeah, all we wanted to see was a zombie, baby. We didn't want to see any more ads for... I don't even remember. And some... yeah, the other thing, their like ad uh, inventory is not very high. So it was like the same ad over and over. That's even worse. Yeah. You get so much reach with no inventory. <laughs> so anyway, Z Nation, you you said you'll never based on that one scene you'll never watch that show. Is that right? Also, yeah. Also, Jared said, 
Is there a medicated cream for the fresher and par bump? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Come I've, soon. I haven't seen it. It's it's something you get. You can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty much a virus. Scientists have not figured that out yet. <laughs> uh, survivors of the fresh and par bump have been giving their blood to other yeah. fresh and par bump. This black market, black market survivor <laughs> blood. <laughs> so I think I think it's time. I think it's time. Is it time? Because uh, review roulette. Wait, did you, did you have something else you want to talk about? I was just gonna say like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's you can exp- you can explain review roulette first. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hi everyone. This is review roulette. Each week, uh, fresher. He's fresher on Parlance. We randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog, a random one. Um, and then the following week, we review that, giving you one week to watch that film and yes. then follow along with us. We didn't even, like, post. I had to, like, look up what the movie was. It wasn't very clear. But um, I don't know if someone else watched it. But last week was Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work. Right. So with, that was very timely, seeing that uh, Joan Rivers had passed away two weeks prior. Yeah, which is too bad. But uh, I did learn about a lot about her. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's uh, a couple people a lot to say about the movie. A couple things I uh, want that I noticed about the show. She was super pumped to win Celebrity Apprentice. She was. She was. And also, well, I mean, unrelated to that, that's crazy. She was born in 1933. <laughs> that's like, like 81, right? Or how old was she? 82. 81. 81, it said on her Wikipedia. So let's, I mean, I don't think I could go chron- chronologically on this one. Yeah, no, it's not really. I mean, it pretty much just went over, like, her career or whatever. Her house is pretty cool. Dude, it was like, uh, so I've been to some castles in Europe, like in Denmark and yeah. in, uh, I forget where else, Monaco and stuff. It looked like a, pa- a royal palace. yeah. And, uh, I mean, we learned... I mean, she's a pretty nice lady. She was a pretty nice lady. So, I, you know, we learned uh, that she did get a lot of respect from a lot of people because she was a woman in a man's world. Yeah. No, right? I mean, her whole thing... I also didn't know that she co-hosted the Johnny Carson show for, like, super long. Yeah. And and then uh, when she got her own show on Fox, which didn't last very long... Yeah, it totally um, flopped. Johnny Carson never spoke to her ever again. I know, that's brutal. And she was never on anything having to do with NBC either. Except for The Apprentice. That's the first thing that she did and why it was a big deal. And on top of that, her husband was fired from the Fox talk show and then killed himself. Yeah, I totally didn't know that either. That's crazy. Yeah, so and she had... her, And then her and her daughter did a, a whole like made-for-TV movie or something about them dealing with the dad committing suicide. Playing themselves. Yeah, that's crazy too. And and she uh, she hawked a lot of jewelry on the Home Shopping Network. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, she. Pretty, I really like how she managed her calendar. That was kind of cool. I mean, I don't think I could be that busy, but I totally appreciate that she'd always be trying to do something. And if she wasn't doing something, that she felt like you know, she's not furthering her like brand more and stuff. Well, what she said was she was like she turns she has a book and she turns it around like this. And it's, here's her calendar book, and it's empty. And she yeah. goes, do you see this? Do you see this? This is death. I know, yeah. 
Well, guess so what? So she would always be busy. Because it was what? crazy. She was, like, flying all over the place. She was traveling so much, especially for being, like, at the time of the, when it was shot, I think she was 75. Like, that's a lot of mobility for a 75-year-old. That's, like, pretty crazy. It was a. It was really more. How about when she was in like uh, Minnesota, I believe, and the heck when she made the deaf joke. Yeah. And someone in the crowd heckled her, saying, "Deaf jokes aren't funny." No, it was because it was a, it was a um, Helen Keller joke. Yeah. And 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 she came back and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna tell me what's funny? You're gonna tell yeah. me what's funny? My mother was deaf." I know. Yeah. Is that true though? I don't even know. I have no idea. I didn't look that up. I didn't fact check. <laughs> oh, her joke library was awesome too. Her joke library was amazing. It was she like just a card had a whole wall of like little um, index card drawers, like in a library. Card catalog. And, like they, yeah, they were um, they were all like organized in like you know my sex life or like you know funny vagina jokes or whatever. <laughs> she, they were all categories and like weird stuff. But like there was so many jokes, and she just pulled out some. That's like a super good idea. <laughs> You know what I liked about this, too? She, thinking, like, the comedians thought that being in a celebrity roast on Comedy Central was, like, an honor. She didn't yeah. think it was an honor at all. And she thought well, she was terrible. She's like, if she's like, if I had saved my money when I was younger, I wouldn't be doing it. She said, she, essentially, she did it for the paycheck. And then, yeah. on top of that, she said... Uh, um, that it, that she knew it was gonna she knew going in that they were gonna be mean. It was gonna be about plastic surgery and being old and whatever. Yeah. But she was like, it didn't matter. It still hurt. She was like, it hurt. It was interesting to hear her say that the jokes that they were telling hurt her. I know. But also, I thought it like speaking of the money thing, it was crazy. All of her expenses, she totally like used money as it came in. But it's cool that she paid for all of her employees, like kids' school. And also, I like that she had like a whole team. I want to have a team like that. She had, like, a personal uh, assistant and, like, you know, a bunch... I don't know. She just had a bunch of people who worked for her just doing, like, stuff. That, that was pretty cool. She had it down. She was running her life like a business because it was. There was that scene also when um, it was Thanksgiving and her and her, I guess, grandson would go and give food to people. Yeah. And then she ran across this woman in, like, a wheelchair and the lady was like, go check out my website. And then you were like, that'll be bullshit or whatever. And then, like cut to, like, maybe ten minutes later, and she's at home, like, looking at the website. Yeah, and, she's super famous. And and she's, like, crying yeah. because she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this woman. She was in her prime. She was gorgeous and beautiful. She was, like, and... a famous photographer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, she was... I think that, that was... That's cool that she was, like, so uh, appreciative and, like, you know, giving of stuff or whatever. <laughs> she seemed like a good person. She definitely seemed like a good person. She was a hustler, for sure. Yeah, um, in the sense that she was always trying, she was out there making a buck. She was always putting herself out there. That's what um, her daughter said too about her. Said because she was saying how her daughter, like she didn't want to, she'd rather lose before her daughter because she didn't want her daughter to think that she was like better than her or something. But then her daughter said like, yeah, she'd say that, but you know, in the moment she's just gonna do whatever and it's probably gonna screw me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, she said she was gonna outlive everybody. But she didn't. Yeah, but she did. I mean, I didn't know there were the other comedians who were, like, 90s and stuff before. That's crazy. Yeah, George Burns lived forever, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. But Don, Don, Don Rickles was was interesting, too, and she's like, we worked out a deal where I got to open and Don Rickles closed, but we split the money 
I took opening act because I wanted uh, because I wanted to leave early and and we he and we have with we kept this business arrangement for the last forty years and Don Rickles is pissed off because I get to go home early. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, like, yeah, I was. That's pretty much all the stuff I notable. There really wasn't, it's, the. It, I guess, good kudos to the documentarians. There was no, like, glaring, I mean, I didn't feel manipulated. Yeah. No, it was, like, pretty straightforward. Pretty it didn't straight- really have, like, a flow or anything. The only one that I can compare it to that we watched on here is the Mitt Romney one. Yes. And, like, the Mitt Romney one was much more pointed. Like, it was going to, like, it was trying to show... A specific version of like him or whatever. Well, it also had a narrative arc. It had a yeah. narrative arc in the sense this that one, we... like didn't really. The only narrative thing was her friend Billy. Like, oh yeah, I read a thing later too about him that um he uh, totally sued her for defaming him on the show and saying that he was unreliable. Cause yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. That's crazy. And did he win? I didn't. It didn't say whether. It just said he had a lawsuit against against her. Got but, it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I liked Mitt better. Really? Mm-hmm. But I like uh, Joe yeah. Rivers better than I like Mitt, if that makes sense. Yeah. But do you like the movie Mitt better? I think I like the movie Mitt better, yeah. That's cool. So should we give it a rating? Yeah, so I'm going to give it a rating first. Ready? Do it. Five. Five? Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. I'm going to a four. So, cause I, yeah, I mean, it was like informative or whatever. She was a good person, but like, I didn't think the movie was very entertaining at all. And actually, I watched it in the wrong order because my Netflix happened to just be in the middle somehow, and I didn't check. And so, like, I watched like the end, and then it was like, wait, that was only like twenty minutes. There's no way this is that short. So I had to go back and watch the beginning after, and it would have been better if I just watched it straight through because <laughs> the end was like way more boring. But uh, yeah. She had that one really good joke at the George Carlin thing. Yeah. Um, where they're like, can you explain George Carlin in 15 words or less? And she's like, no, but I could explain him in seven. That was a good joke. <laughs> or I think, good. you know what the George Carlin's thing? Because he has that, the seven dirty words or whatever. I did not. Yeah, Carlin's thing is, his cl- he had a classic thing with seven dirty words. The seven dirty words you can't say on, on TV. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, um, they just say it or whatever. The words were shit, piss, fuck, cunt, coxer, motherfucker, and tits. Oh, uh, kids? Oh, kiss? Kit, tits. Oh, tits. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you can say on YouTube because we just did. Yeah. <laughs> well, times have changed. I think shit has actually made it on TV a couple times. I th- I always thought that was the dumbest one. That seems like way not like a swear word to me. Yeah. But. So that's speaking, the movie. Of, speaking of shit, if you want to hear a classic shit story, oh yeah, do Prod Pods, Prod Prodigal Sons podcast, where I give a classic story uh, that's never been never been uh, put on air before. So you should check it out. That's uh, Prodigal Sons. Oh, it has podcast. just today because that's when their fifty uh, second show, fifty first episode dropped today. Oh, fifty first. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say too at the beginning when I ruined your uh, intros that um. While I was watching the Prodigal Sons, or listening to it, because there isn't a YouTube show, that um, I wanted to like answer to the stuff that was being talked about, and I would have tweeted like you can do to us right now while you're watching Not Live, and um, 
But I just talked to you because you were like across the room. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I've heard uh, Jared has said it a number of times. He has a small bit of envy because we go live and uh, and there's no take backs, man. What's out no there is out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we're here, we're here for for you guys. Yeah, to, we're here to, for you. To hang out with us on Thursday evenings at nine o'clock. If so you uh, at the time. Let's let's pick the next film. All right. Do it. Oh, Forrest Gump. Come on. <laughs> I heard that that's like super not good rewatching. Okay, I got mine. I got two in a row that I had seen. I got a Weekend of a Champion. Read the plot. Have you heard it? No. In 1971, the director, Roman Polanski, spent three days recording Formula One racing champions Jack uh, Stewart's life leading up to the uh, Monaco Grand Prix. This uh, recut version of Polanski's original film includes a reunion between the two men 40 years later. It doesn't sound very cool. That sounds all right, actually. This one sounds better, though. Uh, this one's called Stolen Seas. Utilizing yeah. exclusive interviews and unparalleled access to real pirates, hostages, ship owners, pirate negotiators, and experts oh. on piracy, Stolen Seas presents a chilling exploration of the Somali pirate phenomenon. Stolen that Seas sounds is, cool. Stolen Seas Jeff is likes a, that one. He's hanging out right here, too. Stolen Seas is an eye-opening uh, refutation of preconceived ideas on how or why piracy has become the world's most frightening multi-million-dollar growth industry. It's a. It's crazy. It's a growth industry. And it's 100% Rotten Tomatoes Fresh. That's crazy. Jeff would not watch out with me because he's scared of pirates. Arr. Even though I you're worried about... He was trying to get away because he's like, oh man, you guys are talking about pirates. That's pretty scary. But you're wearing an eye patch right now. Isn't that very... Oh, yeah. He can't see it. He only sees it in a little thing, and he doesn't understand that because he's a cat. If I had a real eye patch on, things would be different. <laughs> Jeff does not look happy right now. He was struggling. He was trying to get away because I think he had a little better view of that eye patch, and he knew we were talking about pirates. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, so uh, uh, I think we should go with stolen seas. Stolen? Yeah, I think so too. So what's the what's the official name of it? Stolen seas. Stolen seas. It's a movie. Next week. Do, only eighty four minutes. It's a good, it's a, that's a good amount of time. So I think uh, we're going to end, this is, this is remarkable. It's we're going to end right on time. Oh yeah, I guess, yeah, it is technically right on time. Yeah. So uh, do you have anything else you would like to add before we call this thing? I think that's about it, that's about it. All right then, so uh, don't forget you have your, your new outro. Oh yeah, I know, I was, you ruined it. Well, you said <laughs> it last week, so it's not like I it's know, it was going to be casual. It was going to be casual. Well, I just wanted you to remember that you had that. I know, movie. right? Yeah. Right. Because last week you totally forgot. So I right. did, but now it's so much pressure. All right. Well, this is Parland saying toodaloo. This is fresher. Later, taters. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, for both of us being low energy, that was I don't pretty... think you did it. I did.